He's got too much pine tar. Sloppy jalopy. They were doing the uh, the Chris Davis fishing for it. Might be going to call George Brett out. Well, he yeah, is. He's, he's out. Yes, Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And he's demon mad. He is out and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. Too much potter. <laughs> way, way too much potter. Welcome to the live stream for the PTST Hall of Fame announcement reaction. Uh, my name is Alex Keeler, and along with me right now is Carson Vini. I'm excited to see what happens here with the announcement. Yeah, absolutely. I got I got the Twins jersey on, repping repping the Twins boys who were who were eligible yeah. this year. My hope for them to get in is extremely slim this year, but anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen, but I'm hoping it's not going to be just Ortiz. That would be, I would really be mad. That would, that would not be a very fun class if it was just Ortiz. Yeah. And now we got Johnny Black. Welcome to the show. Hello, Johnny. <laughs> you there? Oh, no. Oh, he, we, we lost him already. <laughs> Johnny, no. And if we ever, if everyone, anybody wants to rant, I'm gonna just, I could just do this, and then to show the one person's, like, I could, <laughs> I could just do, just do your face if you want to rant. 
So Ty Madden, okay. <laughs> no, that's that's a different discussion for another day. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm still upset that the Tigers got him, and yes, I'm still upset the Twins picked a shortstop in the first round. But yeah, it's a discussion for another day. Oh yeah. Definitely. Well, I suppose should we probably start with the the uh, giant elephant in the room, or the two elephants in the room that are uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens? Oh yeah, I think so. Um, they're both Hall of Famers, and they should be in. And if they're not in, I'm probably gonna lose my shit. <laughs> and if it's only OTs and no, both of them don't get in, like that's just ridiculous. Why? Yeah, I I would agree. I think, um, you know, for for a long time, I was kind of in the camp of, um, I was I was in the camp of that they weren't Hall of Famers. Just you know, um, that the whole you know steroid thing was a big deal to me. But as I've started to kind of you know, I hate to like grow up and kind of look more at the, the stats and their highlights and stuff. It was kind of a thing of, you know, I can overlook that. Like the fact that they were so great needs to be appreciated. I mean, yeah, Barry Bonds hit, hit what still holds the all time home run record for a season. I'm pretty sure. So like, yeah, it's still at, yeah. 762. I think it is. Yeah. So like, how do you not recognize that and put yeah. that in Cooperstown is beyond me. Yeah, it's because it's like what me and Johnny have talked about before. It's if like you got put these guys in and you tell like anybody, even just like any of the players that have any kind of baggage to them, even not steroids, if they're worth if they're worth it and they're actually put up the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame, you put them in and then you have like whatever you're you have your kid you take your kids to the Hall of Fame and you explain to them what what they were like that they weren't perfect that nobody's perfect like right. and tell them what their flaws were and let them let you disc- like like you, let you teach your kids what what was what their like story is yep absolutely cuz it's like I, these these voters just have to get off their high horse they like they're they're acting like they don't know they never did anything wrong in their entire lives and it's like, I will vote for Jeff Kent and Jeff Kent only. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know which ballot upset me more, that one or the guy who turned one in and didn't vote for anybody. I don't know. Yeah. I genuinely don't know which one upset me more. I, I feel like it's the one that you just turn in blank because you, at least, like. If you're going to do that, at least don't turn on it at all because then it doesn't count towards the vote. Right. Like, and I mean, I think the biggest thing for for me for that too is like, not only did he turn it in, but like, you didn't vote for anybody. Like, you have, you, number one, you have a vote into, you know, dare I say, I think one of the most prestigious Hall of Fames in sports is in Cooperstown. Oh, yeah. Like, you have that vote. And then number two, you don't see anybody from this class that you're going to vote for. It just, mm-mm. yeah, it just it's blows my mind. It's ridiculous. Like even the guys that aren't, if you're not going to vote for any steroid guys, you can vote for, you know, I don't know, Scott Rowland. That's he's, he's a guy that you can vote for Scott Rowland, Andrew Jones, like Tory Hunter, Joe Nathan. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just they need to change something with the voting. Yeah, I agree. Like kick some of these guys out that don't know what they're doing. Absolutely. And as a reminder for everybody watching along, feel free to put your opinions in the comments because we'll definitely be reading those out, I'm sure, throughout throughout the show. Yeah. Do ask any questions you have. That too. Yeah. Yeah. We're not afraid to discuss anything. Yeah. Just just because this is the Hall of Fame show doesn't doesn't mean that we're not open to discussing other things. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, if, even though there's hardly anything to discuss with the whole lockout situation. Yep. Manfred sucks. That's yeah. That's my discussion point. Manfred sucks. Yeah. Vote Manfred out. Free my man Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, what the hell? What I don't know why they did that. Like, what did he do for that hit to get to not to get fired from MLB Network? Apparently, I think I read the article in the post. There was like an article that he had posted where he scared like scathed Manfred slightly, and Manfred's like, no. Yeah, so Joey here says, kick the people who don't vote, which I agree with. Uh, I'll tell people they need to go to YouTube or Facebook. Oh, for viewing the stream, I think he means? Oh, Twitter won't show comments? Why isn't it showing comments? Uh, That's kind of dumb. Well, uh, all right, I guess uh, everybody go to the uh, PTST YouTube channel if you want to weigh in. Yeah. And there's also on it's also on Twitch uh, on at Primetime Sports Talk on Twitch, so go th you can go there as well. I didn't even know we had Twitch. Yeah, I, I created one like when I was doing one of these streams. I I need to start doing more with it because it's it doesn't have much of a following. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know why tw uh, comments are showing up on Twitter though. That's weird. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre, but. Let's see. Well, I don't know. Is a way to, I don't know if there's a way to fix that or what. Yeah, I have no idea. But as far as what as far as what Joey said, I think I agree. You know, if you don't if you don't vote, then no vote no no vote for you. Yeah. Give really. the vote to somebody else. There's so many deserving journalists out there who cover baseball with integrity and respect that don't have a Hall of Fame vote that deserve one. Oh, so Joey said that it's only on Twitter's end. It's nothing that we did. They just stopped doing comments on the on the lives. Oh, I don't know. Twitter, Twitter, like they don't give us an edit button, but they do that. Yep, that's that's Twitter for you. Like like Joey said, that's Twitter. What is that well, noise? What is that noise in the background? I have no idea. Might be my my computer is already getting hot, so that might be it. Oh, sounds like somebody like mowing the lawn <laughs> or something. Yep, that's that's my computer. <laughs> it's uh, she's she's getting old. That's Damn. for sure. The the cord is starting to not work. I have to like finesse the cord to get it to charge right. I've had it for what five years, I think now. So. Oh, wow. 
I wish I knew how to make it stop, but... It's about to explode. I know. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. I'm try I moving, the, moving the position and seeing... Oh, yeah, it is very hot on the bottom. I don't know what happened to Johnny. He was in here, and then he just... he His sound wasn't working, so... I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll pose pose this while we wait here. Do you have a Alex? Do you have a dark horse for somebody that you think could could make it in that maybe people aren't expecting to? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Sheffield because he's not really get it. He's not really tracking there very well right now. But maybe some of these later votes might end up pushing him in. I don't know. Yeah, they're discussing it on discussing Rob Parker's ballot, and he's got Sheffield as one of his votes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm on a, on a delay. I got the old Roku fired up. Oh, well, the computer noise is going down. That's good. Yeah, it was starting to worry me there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, man. Um,. I mean, somebody, I'm not even talking about this year, but somebody that can maybe go on that would be a surprise is maybe Bobby Abreu. That he can probably, I think he'll, yeah. I, I think his votes will start going up as, as players come off the ballot. Yeah, I think, I think he'll definitely be, be in consideration for sure. As somebody like Rollins, too, Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, I think. I think out of everybody, I think Jimmy is would be my dark horse. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see though, because after next year, we're gonna have a lot of a lot of players off. So yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll clear up space. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing too is how many of these you know a lot of these a lot of these guys are in their last year of eligibility. So you know, does that. Does that get their votes up? Does it not change anything? Are they going to not have a chance to get in? All very interesting mm. storylines to look at. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be sad because it looks like Teixeira is not going to make it. Like he's not going to stay on. Yeah, no, not Teixeira. Because he was tracking at like 0.7 percent, I think. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I always I always liked watching watching Teixeira play. Yeah, looks like uh, I think Mark Burley's probably not going to make it on either. Man, those are those are two really good names too. Yeah, just goes to show how how deep this this class has been too. Because looking, you mean I mean looking at it overall, it's a it's a very deep deep class. Yeah, but it's just that there's those names that kind of shine right away and that come to the forefront. Oh, I can only imagine though baseball Twitter will explode one way or the other bonds or uh, with bonds or Clemens. And I can't yeah. wait for it. It's going to be nuts. At least it's something since we don't have baseball, like we don't have any other baseball news really. Yeah. I know so I had it seen something from passing that they had talks, I think, at the end today. Yeah, but it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, because they 
what I saw like the league offered ten million dollars for for something I think Hassan had said. I don't remember what it was exactly for, but yeah, I don't something, but doesn't seem like they're on the same page at all. Yeah. So Passon said labor talks are over. Here's what happened. MLB agreed to accept parameters of a pre-arbitration bonus pool for top 30 war. MLBPA seeking 105 million league off 10 million. MLB offered minimum raise to 615k. MLBPA wants 775. MLB withdrew offer to change arbitration structure. There is no deal today. There was never going to be a deal today. The takeaway, a pre-arb bonus pool gets the best young players paid more. Players wanted it, and it's a good thing for them. Players are laughing at the $10 million offer. It's far too low. Negotiations will change that. Hmm. We'll see. Um, looking at the ballot right now, the tracker, um, yeah, Burley's at 5% is right below what you need. I think 7% to stay on. I think it's something like that, yeah. And then in uh also shout out to everybody who does these Hall of Fame ballot tracking stuff. Like that's crazy to try and do that. Yeah, especially that Ryan Ryan Thibodeau guy. I he's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. That's I know that when somehow, some way Twitter knows when Hall of Fame time comes around and when the ballots start coming up. His, his tweets always get a little more uh, popular in the timeline. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan Howard, he's gonna he's at 1.5%. Tim Hudson, 2.5%. Torrey Hunter, 1.5%. So, yeah, those are going to be a Nathan is a percent, too. A lot of these Man. are going off. No. We're going to oh, get, like, five guys. We're going to get five guys falling off and then – the other, like the guys in the last year, also. So it's got to be a lot of guys falling off. Yeah. Burley Lincecum. Lincecum's eligible this year. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Forgot Shara. Oh, Justin Morneau. Oh, yeah. All three, all three twins guys, Morley are probably going to be gone. Which the I think the if I had to pick one out of the three that I'm the most upset is leaving, it'd have to be probably Joan. I mean, he's still probably one of the most dominant closers I've ever watched. Yeah. But just I just wish he was getting a little bit more love. Morneau, Morneau and and Hunter were outstanding guys as well, but Oh yeah. I'm I'm shocked that he's not gonna Nathan's I'm just shocked that Hunter's not staying on or looking like it. We won't. Because I kind of – I feel like he's kind of a similar player to Bobby Abreu. Um, let's see. I'm glad – I'm happy that Pettit's staying on. Though he's going to – right now he's at 10%. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so far, based on the tracker I'm looking at, it looks like it could be a class of Ortiz, Bonds, and Clemens. Yeah. 
and Roland is sitting at 70.6. Uh, just there. Well, we got like 30 minutes away from the announcement. Kurt Schilling, what, what are your thoughts on Schilling for this, this ballot? I'm very intrigued to see where he finishes. Because I don't think I don't think he'll get in, but I'm very intrigued to see how much of the vote he actually gets. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, I, th- I guess people listened to him when he said, like, he doesn't even want to be in the Hall of Fame, so stop voting for me. And people did, so, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. He got what he wanted. Because, I mean, I mean, looking at stats alone, Kurt Schilling should be a surefire candidate, at least, at the very least, yeah. to be in the Hall of Fame. Good to see Terry Francona healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's going to be back for to manage, right? I believe so. The, the inaugural season of the Guardians. Yeah. It's going to be interesting what that, what happens. Yeah. I, don't really, I don't know what – I don't really like their logo. I don't either. I'm not I'm not a fan of – it looks almost like something straight out of Major League. Yeah, really. And that's – how did – like the Guardians name is not – I don't – it's not the best. They, they, yeah, it just makes sh- me think Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They should have went with spiders. Yeah. I like spiders. Especially with Spider-Man being so popular, they should have done that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's another thing you, people can chat about. <laughs> Let's discuss some Marvel. Why not? Yeah, you no, can have... no, no way home spoilers though. I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, no, I so won't don't, spoil. Don't spoil that for me. Nah. Um, what was I gonna say? The yeah, they could do like Marvel nights like a bunch of times during the season if they did. Oh, that. that'd be so cool. Come out rocking like a Spider-Man jersey. Yeah, that would be so dope. I know, I'd buy that in a second. Yeah. Cleveland Spiders. That would have been so good. That would have been. It's just I can't say I can't say Cleveland Guardians. I, I hate like I know my my subconscious just wants to say name redacted, but it's it's the Guardians. Yeah. I mean, I got used to it with the Washington football team too. Like I, I at first I was like, I can't say this, but then now it's just like, no, it's natural. Yeah, they'll they'll have that name out at the beginning of February. Yeah, I hope it's a good one. I'm honestly, I'm bang, I think it's going to be the Washington Armada, hmm. which I'm not a huge fan of. No, I I don't like that. Because I think if it was, like, because I know that I'm pretty sure that was one of the finalists, and if it was, I think they'd be the only team in the NFL that wouldn't have an S at the end of their name. Oh, yeah. That's weird. We'll see. Man, this darn lockout. Making us run out of baseball things to talk about. We've already shifted to football. Yeah, really. I I know. We're we're in trouble. Can you guys can you guys hear me? 
Yeah, we can hear hey, you now. he's back. All right. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the show, finally. Oh, man. That was ridiculous. That was the uh, I always use... press conference. Yeah. <laughs> I always use... Well, I always use data for my phone. I never use the Wi-Fi just because the data is more reliable. And for some reason, after I stopped watching the press conference, I came inside and all of a sudden I had no internet connection. I tried to get on the pod before and nothing. So now I'm hooked up to the Wi-Fi and it's on the other side of the house. So I hope it doesn't wind up being too choppy, but it should be all right. Yeah, it sounds good now. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, it's just so weird, though. Like, I, th- I think I just need a new phone. I've had my phone for like three and a half years. Mm. So I think it's time for a new one. So how was the uh, the Peyton press conference? I got to catch a glimpse of it. It looked pretty emotional. Yeah, I, I noticed a bunch of times that he was kind of like holding it back, like talking about Loomis and talking about some of the players like, the, you know, that he had, especially in 06 you know, when he got hired in January, like right after Katrina and stuff like that, talking about, um, you know, all the all the people that were leaving the city and he was driving down there to start his new job and like everyone was going the other way and everything like that. So talking about like the coaches that he had there in the first and the draft they had that year and, you know, all that stuff. But it was pretty it, it seemed pretty emotional here and there. You know, he, he was starting to get choked up a little bit talking about some stuff, but it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. But, I mean, you know, he's been there 16 years, man. Second longest tenured coach next to Belichick. So, he's earned it. <laughs> that he has. So, it's always going to be a an icon. Yeah. With the Saints. So, I mean, you know, and probably a Hall of Famer someday. But, Look, he's only 58 years old. Mm. You know, it takes a year off. You can always come back and coach another 10 years. You never know. Yeah, maybe. I would not be surprised if he just took a little break and then came back. Personally, I was talking to a neighbor of mine, a big, big football fan, obviously a Pats fan, but he's pretty pretty level-headed, you know, as far as football goes. And I was telling him, I said, you know, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if the Saints just promoted Dennis Allen. I mean, Dennis Allen's been a defensive coordinator there for a while. And when Sean Payton was out with COVID, Allen actually was the head coach when they shut out Tom Brady this year. So to move him into a head coaching spot for a year, see what he does. And then take it from there. If Payton wants to come back and finish the last two years of his contract... Maybe Allen goes back to being a defensive coordinator. Maybe he moves on. Maybe he does a good job this year and moves on to his own head coaching spot somewhere else. But, I mean, I think that would be the route to go, especially if the Saints rebuild a little this year. I think that will be the route to go rather than trying to bring in like a Brian Flores, someone who's going to want a three-year deal, four-year deal, whatever. You know, bring in an outside person. I think promoting someone like Dennis Allen – you know, he's still got Pete Carmichael calling plays at offensive coordinator. You could bring in another DC, you know. So I think that may be the route they go. They need to rebuild a little bit. I mean, this constant being $70 million under the cap every year. I mean, I don't know how Loomis does it. 
he's playing with monopoly money or something, but you can't, you know, this is the perfect time to kind of reset that, you know, go with Ian book who you drafted last year. I know this is a baseball pod. Sorry. <laughs> but it's a, you know, <laughs> but go with Ian book this year. You still got an offensive line, still got a good defense. Even if you trade Michael Thomas, you know, see what happens. But all right, that's enough about football. Let's move on to this. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. We got well, we, ta- we talked a little bit about it in the opening. John, your thoughts on the uh, Bonds-Clemens pairing and if they should be in the hall or not? I think they should definitely be in the hall. Without a doubt. I think they should both be in. Um, and I think with the Baseball Hall of Fame tracker right now, they're – they are in, but there's barely 50% of the votes out there. And what tends to happen, I think Clemens is at like 70. Clemens has like one fewer vote or two fewer votes than Bonds for some reason. But anyway, um, they're trending at like six, 76, 77%. Yeah. But the problem with that is a lot of the older voters who are against the steroids and won't vote for them are the ones that don't make their ballots public. Right. So the the other, you know, say 200 ballots that are out there still that aren't known, I bet I'm willing to bet about half of them don't have Bonds and Clemens, so I don't think they're going to get in. Yeah. That's what I think, too, and I'm going to – I'm ready to go on a rant when it happens. <laughs> you, got the, you got the solo cam ready. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that if, point, I think I think all three of us are going to be ready to rant if they. Yeah. Want it's you know what it is too. It hurts Roland also because Roland's mm-hmm. trending at almost seventy one percent, and it's those older voters that won't vote for Roland either, right? Because yeah. they don't believe in war, they don't believe in it. You know, they want to see the total numbers. They want to see the three thousand hits. A lot of guy, a lot of those older guys are small hall guys too. If you don't get the 500 home runs or 300 hits, don't even consider yourself a Hall right. of Famer. You know yeah. what I mean? So I I think Rowan's going to fall short this year. I honestly think Ortiz might be the only one. And even at that, I know he's trending at like 83%. But even at that, you might see a lot of older voters not go for it because of the steroid allegations, you know, the Mitchell report thing, plus the fact that he was a DH his whole career. They made to get Edgar Martinez wait until the last year on his ballot. And Edgar Martinez, all right, he didn't have the popularity and the playoff and all that stuff that Ortiz does. But honestly, when you look at the numbers, Edgar, Edgar Martinez was just as much, if not a better hitter, than David Ortiz in his career mm-hmm. by the numbers. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think Ortiz should be in. Just, I mean, because you look at the you look at the overall offense, you look at what he did in the playoffs, you look at what he meant to the city of Boston. I mean that that plays into it too. I know we look at a lot of stats and everything, but it's not a hundred percent stats. It is the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I mean, you do have to take into consideration other things, and when you take into consideration the fact that like Ortiz was part of three World Series championships. The, the fact that he was such a huge part of the playoffs. I mean, he was he was a beast in the playoffs. And he was the face of the franchise. He made the speech in Boston 
This is our fucking city after the bombing and everything. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he's an icon. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. I mean, I, you know, I, I agree with you that he should be in, but if he gets, if he's the only one that gets in, like, that's going to piss me off. Like, because how you, how could you vote him in on his first year on the ballot but not vote in Bonds and Clemens when literally Bonds and Clemens right. never, they never, like, actually tested positive. They were just named in a report, like, just like OTs. So I don't get it. I agree. I agree. And I, you know, maybe a lot of the voters think that Bonds and Clemens don't deserve the platform. So they're going to make the Veterans Committee vote them in. I don't know. A lot of them think steroids. See, the whole thing with steroids, I mean, I understand. And there's an argument for drawing the line at certain spots. There are a lot of older voters that if there's any suspicion of steroids, someone like Ortiz, who tested positive from the Mitchell report, you know, Sosa, but Bonds and Clemens, who never technically tested positive, never was suspended for it. But they'll draw the line at Manny Ramirez and A-Rod because they tested positive twice, no less, after the implementation. If you want to draw the line there, okay, I get it. If you want to say no steroid guys whatsoever, okay, I get it. But where else do we draw the line? I mean, some guys are drawing the line on Vizquel. And I know Vizquel, personally to me, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. He accumulated a lot. He was a great fielder. But let's let's be honest. It, he, he wasn't that great. I mean, it's, it's not – I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But a lot of people have dropped him down. He's only trending at like 11% after doing like, I think, 40% last year because of the domestic violence stuff. Yeah. So now if, if we're going to take that into consideration, then what about the domestic violence with Bonds? What about the domestic violence with Andrew Jones? What about the three DUIs that Todd Helton had? Are we going to start looking into every, like, where do we draw that line on off the field stuff where we say what they did on the field was good enough to warrant induction? Or are we going to be gatekeepers and moral, the moral police. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like, I, I, and I'm not comparing domestic violence to DUI. It's a totally different thing. But the fact still remains that it's, you know, you did something illegal. And you did something that could kill someone else. I mean, it's not, you know, so I, I, I'm just saying that we're, I'm asking where you draw the line. Personally, to me, I think what you did on the field should trump everything. Yeah, I agree. And I I said this, like, what, two, one or two weeks ago that, like, I tweeted out that we're, if these voters are going to be looking into the history, like, the history of every player on, on and off the field and every all this nonsense, like, let's start going in and searching for stuff for on the writers, like – Finding dirt on them, like if they're gonna be such on our high horse about this, then put find dirt on them and see what they what comes out with that. Like they're obviously not perfect either, so why don't you find something that, like, what are you hiding? Like, so stop hiding behind this platform, like, and think that you're such a perfect person. Uh, uh, but we also have a question here from the owl on from Twitch. Uh, yes, will Roland get in the next five years and? 
Yeah, I think he. I mean, it, I, my opinion is he should. Uh, and we'll see here what happens. Uh, obviously, we talked about before too. Like these, as guys fall off the ballot, uh, you know, obviously Bonds, Clemens, Sosa are on their tenth year of the ballot this year, so they're going to fall off no matter what. And so, when we get more guys falling off, there's guys like Roland that are going to get more votes. So we'll see if these voters actually vote him in. But I think he will. Yeah, I think without a doubt. I mean, especially since Rowan's already trending at about 70%. If he doesn't get in this year, once Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, and Sosa fall off the ballot, and possibly Ortiz also, if he gets in, he'll be off the ballot. With only one true Hall of Famer in Carlos Beltran coming on the ballot next year, I think it opens up a lot of votes for guys like Rowan, Kent toward the end of his candidacy, Sheffield toward the end of his candidacy, Jones, Bobby Abreu, guys like that. That's why I think a bunch of voters this year voted strategically to try to keep guys on the ballot just so they could give them votes in the next few years to see like how they trend. But yeah, Roland, if he doesn't get in this year, he gets in next year. Yeah, I think I so. wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. If he if he hits like 68, 69% this year. He'll get an extra six percent next year, just because of the five guys coming off the ballot. Yeah, and then Definitely. those other, and then obviously too, those guys falling off that are going to be less than the percentage needed, like Teixeira and probably Mark Burley, other uh, Joe, Joe Nathan. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. Poor Joe. Yeah, I know. I, there's a few guys I'd like to. I mean, I would have liked to see Teixeira stay on there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we even we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the Too Much Potar. Um, I would have voted for Teixeira this year just to try to get him to the five percent because I think he deserves another look. His ten, his first ten years of his career, he was like an elite first baseman mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah, he fell off, had injuries, you know, and basically was gone by the time he was thirty-five. But he was, I mean, he was unbelievable. A switch hitter. I think he's got the fifth the fifth most home runs ever as a switch hitter. Oh, yeah. You know, five goal gloves. You know, I think he deserves another look, without a doubt. Yeah, I would agree, I think. But, well, we'll just kind of see what happens, I suppose. I mean, we've only got half the ballots in, so who knows? A lot of people might have love for for Teixeira. I would agree. I think he deserves to get to get a second chance, but unfortunately, I don't know if he will. Yeah, it's tough because he's only at he was only tracking at half a percent, I think, and he's going to definitely need a lot more votes to get to five percent for that. So, yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of shocked at Jimmy Rollins. Actually, when I was looking at the trending, he's like, is it like 11%? Yeah. I was kind of surprised yeah. that, I mean, because, like, for him to track at 11 and for Burley to, like, almost, like, he might be falling off, yeah. which is kind of surprising. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys like Teixeira, I think, someone like Teixeira, Joe Nathan, like, guys like that, even Tory Hunter, I think deserve another look more than Rollins because I don't I, I don't know. For me, like I did his Hall of Fame case and I 
I don't see much there with Rollins, to be honest with you. I really don't think he he had the one incredible year that he won the MVP. And it was an awesome year, whatever. He had three or four other really good years around that. But other than that, he wasn't that he wasn't a great. Like, I mean, he, he I don't know. Someone like Tory Hunter, he kind of lasted longer, kind of he was more defense in the beginning of his career than he got more power like later on. But his overall total numbers especially are way better than Rollins. And he played center field just, I mean, maybe not quite as important as shortstop, but still an important position. He won nine gold gloves. I mean, and Hunter's going to fall off and Rollins stays on. I, I don't know. I disagree with some of this stuff. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Twins fan and a homer. But, <laughs> you know, because cause Hunter actually, his best offensive years were actually with the Angels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the Tigers. I mean, he was yep, still uh, he was still a good player in his later 30s. Rollins fell off completely. And he was only good because he had Utley. I mean, he had Utley and Ryan Howard batting around him. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Ryan, Ryan Howard, he's, a, he's another one I'm pretty surprised hasn't gotten. I, I didn't think that he was going to get a whole lot of votes, but I'm surprised he's only tracking right now at one and a half percent. I'm actually surprised he's tracking higher than Teixeira, because I, mean, I thought Teixeira is a better player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I I agree with the whole Tunner thing, too, though. I think he should be getting more votes than Rollins. Hunter, Hunter strikes me as kind of like a Teixeira thing. Like I, I think he deserves another look. Yeah. Once the ballot clears up. I mean, it's hard, and that's why – go ahead, Cross. I think – sorry, Johnny. Uh, I think Ryan Ryan Howard, what, his second year he won MVP. He was Rookie of the Year, member of that 08 World Series team, led the league, if I remember right, multiple times in home run and RBI. I just – I don't understand why he's not getting a whole lot of love right now. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with he was a very one-dimensional player. And I get it. It's hitting. And, you know, that you, yes, you can get in with that. But overall, I mean, he dominated for maybe four years, five years. And that was it. Yeah. Struck out a ton. Yeah. He doesn't even have 1,500 hits in his career. Yes, he did. I mean, that's. I mean, I get not getting to two thousand, but not even to fifteen hundred. You know, struck out a ton. Two fifty eight lifetime batting average. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it. Didn't make it to four hundred home runs. So if you're a power hitter, and that's what you're going to base your like your your legacy, your Hall of Fame, you know, credentials are based on hitting for power. Yeah, I get it. He dominated and hit forty home runs four years in a row, but he didn't even get to four hundred. He so fell off, he he fell yeah. off the map at the end too. Oh yeah, Didn't he struggled with. I mean, two later on in his career, he got hurt and then lost some weight and then actually bounced back a little bit, but he wasn't the same player anymore. No. He just wasn't. You know, he he never. They started shifting him too. I mean, that's when the whole shift started coming in, like the late two thousands. Like people started shifting these big lefties. You know, make them hit the ball. Either you hit the ball in the area or an out. You know, he struck out a ton. 
And like I said, he didn't even get to 1,500 hits. I mean, or 400 home runs. So, I mean, he's not even close to... No. Like I said, if that's going to be your main argument, is I was a power hitter and I was a damn good one, well, you got to hit like 500. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Especially yeah. in that era. Uh, yeah. Especially in that era. Considering Teixeira hit 409. Teixeira has more career home runs than Ryan Howard. Yeah. So how how could you possibly put Ryan Howard ahead of Teixeira? And Teixeira was a gold glove winner. Howard was a statue at first. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Ryan Howard ever had a shot. You know, some of these guys that get on the – it's like A.J. Pruszynski. <laughs> like, like, look, <laughs> so, solid player and all, and I loved him because he, he was an instigator. He got under people's skin, and everyone hated him. Ozzie Gein even said it when he had him in 2005 when the White Sox won a World Series. He said, AJ, he said, I can't stand the guy, but I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's one of those guys. And he did have 2,000 hits for a catcher, which is actually an accomplishment. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, honestly, is AJ Pruszynski a Hall of Famer? Come on. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go nuts here. No. You know. You know, it's funny. I saw last night that the Twins signed uh, Alex Rodriguez to a minor league deal. Yeah, I was like, yes. <laughs> I, <did not. laughs> I was like, he's. Coming, I was like, he's coming back to hit seven home, seven hundred home runs. <laughs> yeah. <He's, laughs> not not only is he going to come back to baseball, but that's the future owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves right there. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, because I because pe- I pegged Alex Rodriguez as a hockey fan. <laughs> Well, that's, that's one, he's I mean, that's a uh, basketball fan. He's got Minnesota up in arms because he's about to become the owner of the Timberwolves next year. And yet he's over at Lambeau yesterday in the green and gold. And we're all like, hey, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're owning the Timberwolves now. You're, you're under that Minnesota sports microscope. You wear green and gold. You're, you're in <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, I suppose man. we should also talk about the the uh, golden the golden days era votes. Could probably talk about those too a little bit. Oh yeah, those I love that that class. That's a great class. And again, not speaking from any bias because I'm because of Jim Cat. Because it's from Minnesota guys, yeah. <laughs> not speaking any bias on it at all, but I, I think both of them in particular well deserved. I mean everybody in that class well deserved, but Maybe it is a little homerism, but I'm I'm glad to see Tony and and uh, Jim finally get in there. I'll agree with that. Even as a Twins fan, I mean, Oliva, eh, was a questionable on in a shorter career than most and everything. But Cot, I mean, there's there's something to be said for longevity, especially with pitchers, and especially the way the guys threw back then. I mean, Cot threw just inning after inning after inning. You know, and there has to be sometimes I think these voters like the the major, the BBWAA, they look at these players through the view of today's game and they don't they don't see the way the game was played. You know what I'm saying? Like like people look at. Like uh, doing these doing these all time rosters and stuff, I look at some of these pitchers from like the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenties, and stuff like that. 
And I see like the strike at the walk ratio is like one and a half to one, whatever. But that was the way the game was played back then. You pitch the contact and you let your defense work. You know, unless you're Walter Johnson. But other than that, that was the way it was. And even with Nolan Ryan, when Nolan Ryan came on the scene and was striking out these guys, no one struck out back then. That's what made his strikeout total even more incredible. I looked at something the, uh, a couple of years ago. When Nolan Ryan, I think it was 1973, when he struck out the 383 batters in a season, the record, I th- there were 10 guys in the major leagues that struck out 100 times. 10 total in the major leagues. And one of them was on his team. Mm. So we took nine. A couple of years ago, there was something like 120. So the fact that Nolan Ryan set that record, striking out all these guys, when batters were taught not to strike out, it makes it even more unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I understand he threw 300-something innings, which is never going to happen again either. But I'm just saying that the fact that he was, able to, he was able to blow away these guys where contact was the main thing. You hit the ball on the ground. You hit the ball. You got on first base. You stole second. No one steals bases anymore either. It's a totally different game. And I think sometimes the writers, the older ones, they look at especially pitchers nowadays in that same view. Well, this guy didn't throw that many innings. This guy didn't do this. This guy didn't do that. Well, it's a different game now. It's been a different game for the last 10, 15 years. So you kind of got to look at, look at it through that lens of a more modern game than the way it was in the 80s, 70s and 80s. And I think that's what these older writers, that's why they need to go and stop voting and we need to bring in new blood because it's a new era. Yeah, I would agree. I think the, you know, obviously with with any with anything in the modern era, there there's going to be changes and I think the game the game has made leaps and bounds as far as modernizing and the changes that, that have been made. And, you know, we're, we're seeing some, some of these home run stats put up like never before from, from teams. And, you know, I think that if the, if the older writers are trying to look at it from, from a bias of the game from maybe back when they first started covering baseball or from when they were watching baseball or things like that, that's going to, that's going to hinder a lot of these up and coming uh, hall of fame ballots. Because if you look at it from that standpoint, there's going to be some guys who come up on these ballots that aren't going to have a chance who should. Right. And I think, I think a lot of it, I, I think that's what hurts guys like Roland. I mean, yeah. the guy is probably the guy's a top 10 third baseman all time. If you look at third baseman all time, I would put him probably seven, eight, nine, all time. And I actually did it when I did the Hall of Fame article. I did one for him like two years ago, but I compared him to Adrian Beltre. Now, none of us have a doubt that Adrian Beltre is the first ballot Hall of Famer. The guy's had 3,000 hits, won multiple gold gloves. You know, he'll be in there, first ballot. And so he should. 
because he's a great third baseman. Rowan in his prime, if you look at like a 10-year span, he was just as good as Beltre, if not better. Just the fact yeah. that Rowan didn't play as long and Rowan had injury problems and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I think I think Rowan, if you, third base and second base are so underappreciated in the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really look at them under a, a bigger microscope than they should. You know, I mean, second base is just a travesty. There's like a few guys that should be in there. Third base as well, and I, I don't know. Sometimes I, don't, I just don't know what these guys are looking at. I would love to ask like a bunch of these writers, yeah. like, why didn't you vote for this person specifically? You're like, what is it about them? Right, you know. Yeah, yep. that would be good. a that would be a good scoop. Like get an ar- get an article like just about people explaining their votes, like why they did this. Oh, that would be incredible! I would love to, especially one of the older writers, like the, someone like Bob Nightingale. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah, well, get get Bob on the pod. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Honestly, that. That'd probably be one of the more popular pods we'd have for yeah. people just oh, yeah. slapping on Bob. Oh, yeah. Oh, that and, would be incredible. And people realizing that it's a real person, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a Bill oh, James bot. Oh, God. <laughs> Never change, Bob. Whenever I need oh. a nice little pick-me-up during this lockout, I just look at Bob Nightingale's Twitter because the comments are just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's great. He's he's a specific following. I mean, as far as that was like, just anything he tweets is just the opposite, and it's it's so funny. <laughs> it's so, oh. yeah, he's an interesting one. Although I, I have to say, I don't mind his ballot. Yeah, yeah, his it, ballot looked good. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I wish he would have voted for ten, but. The eight he yeah, voted he, for, I'm not arguing with. Nope. No. Yeah, no arguments here. Yeah. He gave Wagner a vote. I mean, he gave Kent a vote. Yeah. Jeff Kent. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't do Kent, just a Kent only ballot. Oh, God. <laughs> Wasn't that guy from, like, the Boston Globe or something, and he didn't even vote for Ortiz? Yeah, I think only so. voter in like the Boston area to not vote for Ortiz. Like that's insane. You're you are literally you're in the Boston market. You got to watch Ortiz dominate like he did, be the presence that he was in Boston. Because like Johnny said, he was he is an icon in Boston. Like he's an absolute icon, out, even outside of baseball. And, like, you're in the Boston market and you don't give David Ortiz a Hall of Fame vote? Unreal. Yeah, it's so stupid. Well, we got, like, two minutes left till the, till the announcement. Oh. Oh, boy. I had, I had gotten a text from, from one of my buddies who was just like, when are they going to announce this thing? I just sent him back the, the, the meme of first time. No, they they drag these things out like what? 
when we did when we did the draft mm-hmm. the draft show that went for what four hours yeah something like that like yeah like, well welcome to welcome to the world of sports we drag these things out tremendously yeah just look at the like college basketball too like when they do like the selection sunday like the, <laughs> oh my god the selection show is so long it's like it doesn't even need to be that long like literally just do an hour show not 4 hours even the show for the college football playoff i think is like a half like half an hour to an hour it's like you're selecting four teams yeah, it doesn't need to be an hour long yeah it's like here are the here are the teams, and now we're just gonna talk about it for like ten minutes. And, all right, goodbye. Like, yeah, that's all it needs to be. But I understand that you gotta get you gotta get the viewership in. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get the viewers in somehow, I suppose. Yeah, because even when this starts, like it's it's supposed to be at six, but it's not gonna be announced until like a little probably like ten minutes or fifteen minutes after six. Yep. Because they're gonna like. They're going to talk for like 10 minutes before they announce it. Yep, they're going to drag it out, and it's going to be, okay, one final time, what are your predictions? And then they're going to go around the room, and they're going to do another round table. Well, they're going to they're gonna show highlights of everybody, too, of course, you know. Again. <laughs> Not like so, they haven't been doing that for the past two hours. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, people, they have it as set a set schedule, like, oh, it's going to be on at 6, so people are just turning it on now. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, most most people probably know that it's just going to be pregame stuff, and then they turn on. It's a surprise. You you still get pregame stuff. Well, it's like when you go to the movies. I mean, you go to you know you go to see an eight o'clock show. You know you're getting previews for <laughs> the oh, first yeah. fifteen minutes yeah. anyway. So yeah, it doesn't start know. like it doesn't start like eight <laughs> eight twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They gotta, you know, the advertisers gotta pay, so they gotta make that money. MLB has to make that money so they can you know, pay these guys. Yeah, <laughs> and then be cheap anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just want this lockout to be over so we can do free agency and I can see how the Twins disappoint me yet again. Oh, the yeah, Twins, I... the, the Twins won't be good this year. Hey, we got Dylan Bundy though, Johnny. He's on the come up. <laughs> I like Bundy actually, and I like Joe Ryan, the kid Joe Ryan that we got from Tampa yeah. last year. No, I, and I yeah. like to, I'd like to see some of the young kids. They, the farm system is actually good. Yeah, especially the two kids. I mean, the, the kids we got for Barrios, Austin Martin, and mm. Simeon Woods Richardson. Oh, I love both of them. That trade blows my great. mind to this day that we were able to oh. get yeah, Austin a... Martin and Woods Richardson. I don't know oh. how they. I don't know how you. I love it. Crazy. Well, because we traded Barrios last year. They had Barrios for one more year. Of course, they signed him to an extension, so it doesn't matter. But he had an extra year of control anyway. Yeah. So that was part of the reason why we got more for him. Mm -hmm. If he was just a rental for last year, it would have been one or the other. We would have never gotten both of those prospects. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that initial year of control was was huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And I love Barrios, too. No, yeah, I, I, maybe I, I said it a little. My, my tone came off a little too sarcastic. I do like the Bundy signing. It's just for, for me, I it just <laughs> feels like a foreshadowing of like, here we go again. 
there's a bunch of oh, yeah. features in the market and we're going to go on the cheap end again. Of course we are. Yeah. Of course we are. We're going to have Maeda, Bundy, Joe Ryan, and we'll try to piece it together with, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Bailey Ober and uh, maybe Dobnak can figure something out because he was mm. god-awful last year. Yeah, I don't like that rotation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really don't like that rotation. Yeah, I don't either. We need, an, we need another couple guys, but hopefully, you know, like I said, the young kids, like guys like Simeon Woods Richardson, um, Jordan Balasovic, Johan Duran, like we, we got – we got a few guys, a few arms in the minor league system that yeah. are solid. And with Austin Martin, and then we'll see where Royce Lewis bounces, bounces back from his ACL injury last year. You know, should put together a decent team. I don't yeah. think we, I don't think we're doing anything. But then again, that division is. I mean, let's be honest. That division sucks. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> gonna, it's yeah. gonna be bad. I mean, honestly, oh, dude. Oh, look, Detroit's got Detroit's up and coming, their rotation especially and everything like that. But Miguel Cabrera is 48 years old. I mean, what are they doing in their lineup? You know, Torkelson, okay, he'll probably be up. Yeah. You know, the White Sox are solid. But Cleveland, you know, they're going to get no hit three times again this year? <laughs> I mean, what are they doing? Yeah. You know, Kansas City, yeah, they can run all over the place, but they can't hit worth a shit. So, you know, the division is not unwinnable. Let's put it that way. Well, let's not forget, too, Detroit also has Javi Baez now. All right, yeah. Yes. Yes. Overrated. I am not excited about having him in our division. Eh, I think he's overrated. Strikeout machine. I'm not crazy about Baez. Not a big fan, but... No, Detroit's making moves. I mean, I mean, I, I get it, and I, I actually like Detroit. I like the rotation a lot because they invested heavy into pitching. The Casey Mize is going to be really good, you know. But Kansas City's the same way. Kansas City's got Brady Singer. They got Asa Lacy coming yeah. up. They got you know Daniel Lynch, like all these guys that they yeah. drafted. They drafted like four pitches in the first round a couple of years ago, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, heck, the pitching so hit and miss. I think they've even got uh, Jackson Kawar was a second round pick for them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kawar, they got they got one other guy too. I'm trying to think of his name. Yeah. They had a bunch of Daniel Lynch is a lefty, Asa Lacy's a lefty. Uh, Singer came up, Kawar. They had one more guy. I, don't know, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. They had one other pitcher that they had drafted early. Oh, that's killing me. I can't, I can't remember, remember either. I have to look it up because it's annoying the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, there's the there's the Game of Shadows reference that I was waiting for. Oh, yeah. For for baseball fans out there, though, I will recommend. It's a very good read. It's a great book. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll check it out, too. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It's a it's a really great book. It it details like it talk it like details all the like all the Balco stuff. Hmm. And like it it talks a lot about like the founder and like how the company came to be. It goes inside like getting all these athletes on board with Balco. 
because a lot of people forget too. It wasn't, you know, Bonds may have been one of the more higher profile guys connected with that, but he, he, but Balco had reaches all over sports, Olympic runners and football players. I think Bill Romanowski gets uh, referenced a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what amazes me too, is no one cares about steroids in any other sport. No, it's really not that big of a deal. It's all about preserving the integrity of America's pastime. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'd agree with that if it was America's number one sport. Still, but it's not. It's not. So, yeah, I wish they had a. I wish they had a countdown on MLB Network of when it's going to be announced. Yeah, that'd be nice. But instead, I get to watch them flip between Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens like five times. Yeah. Well, there's another flip. Oh, Manny. I forgot about Manny Ramirez. And Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, uh, vote, I'd vote for Sammy. Sammy. I, I, I would try to bump him up. This is last year on a ballot. I'd try to bump him up. Because, I mean, we talk about, like, we talked about fame with Ortiz. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for Sammy Sosa and Maguire in 98, mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, you know, the game needed. I mean, they had Ripken. Ripken was the big thing, breaking the record in 95, breaking Lou Gehrig's all-time record. You know, did it against the Yankees, no less. I mean, you know, that was a huge thing. But in 98, that home run chase, that's when ESPN actually still covered baseball, you know, and they used to cut to their at-bats all the time. They used to just cut live to their at-bats constantly. Yeah. And never ESPN. forget that. Oh, you good old ESPN. That was the year I was born. 98. Wow. Now I feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> it feels, it feels uh, weird for me to start looking at these ballots and being like, these are guys that I watched play baseball growing up. Yeah, me too. Like the Ryan Howards and the Joe Nathans, the Tory Hunters. Like these are all guys that I watched a ton growing up, and now they're in on the yeah. whole main ballot. It's crazy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's another reason why I want to share to stay on the ballot because I, I actually got to get his autograph when he was, when he was rehabbing in Scranton, like when he, like one of his last years. Oh, so there is a little. Oh wow, nice behind that. What? Of course. There oh, is a little be. bit of homerism. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Oh, Der- Derpy Gaming's got a little bit of a hot take here. Yeah. If Pete Rose doesn't get in, Bonds doesn't deserve it. I'm sorry. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know about the whole Pete Rose thing, man. I, you know. Pete's definitely an interesting, it, uh, interesting case. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I don't know which one baseball fans are more divided over, Pete Rose or Barry Bonds. Because it feels like they're both like, really divided. Well, Barry Bonds was a much better player. Pete Rose Pete Rose is overrated. You know. And I said this, I got I got a lot of hate on uh you know, some love from some people, but they talked about um, Pete Rose and Ichiro on a Facebook post in one of the baseball groups that I'm in. And I said, both of them are overrated. 
That is true. Mm. Yeah, P. Rose, yeah, he's the all-time head king because he played forever. He played on a great team for most of his career, even when he went to the Phillies. He won a World Series in 1980. Mm. Like, you know, it's not like he never played on bad. He was always on a good team. Switch at about the top of the lineup. Yeah. And I'm not saying Pete Rose doesn't deserve to be. Numbers-wise, Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Each row deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. But I'm saying they're overrated. Because people will take each row over... I, I don't know who else. Like some crazy, like uh, you know, players. Like Pete Rose over, like, you know, people will take Pete Rose over someone like Mike Schmidt or someone like that. Like, hey, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Mike Schmidt's greatest third baseman ever play. Like, how can you take Pete Rose over him just because he was a he was a switch hitting singles hitter? Each year was a singles hitter, stole a bunch of bases. That's fine. You know and. He was good at what he did. He was an excellent fielder. I get it. Pete Rose was not that great of a fielder. Moved around the diamond. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're overrated. Like I said, I'm not saying neither one of them deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Although Pete Rose has his issues, Ichiro will definitely get in. He'll probably get in first ballot, and so he should. Started his major league career at 27 years old and still hit 3,000 hits. I get it. Okay, he was great, but. I just see some comparisons of like you know some some great much better players, you know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of them right now. But I mean, I just think those two are way overrated. Dark Sage with an interesting interesting take. Let me say this: the only way Rose gets in is if they allow Joe Jackson to get in. Rose should Correct. be in the Hall of Fame yeah, as a player. I- as a manager, he should be banned. Jackson took payouts to throw World Series games. Rose bet on his team. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, Joe Jackson should be in. No doubt in my mind. I think he got screwed. He got screwed. I understand gambling is an addiction that can spiral out of control, and I will never defend anything Rose did because he knew what he was doing. Well, see, that's the thing, too. See, now, when I was talking about before with the Hall of Fame thing, okay, well, Ortiz, <laughs> if you want to say Ortiz with Mitchell, <laughs> you know, and Bonds and Clemens, what did Joey say? Sosa took steroids. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about – I personally think – because I also um, – you know, not that I was alive in 1998 for the home run, for the home run chase, but um, I got to watch. I watched the uh, 30 for 30 on it. I genuinely think if that race never happened, baseball still wouldn't be as in as good of shape as far as popularity as it is today, and that's still not great. But I think it helped elevate the game just a little bit more, especially obviously that year. Because everybody was talking about, you know, who's going to get it first, McGuire or Sosa. Oh, it was huge. I mean, I can tell you from living it back then, like it was, it was huge for baseball. And then not only that, you have to look at the the things that went on afterwards. Also, I mean, '98, you know, with the chase and everything with McGuire and Sosa. But moving on from there, three years later. Bonds chases the record and breaks it. Now, he wasn't as likable 
as Maguire and Sosa because they, Maguire and Sosa kind of were like buddy buddy and like, you know whatever. But does Bonds ever do that, Chase? Does Bonds? I mean, was he on steroids already, or did he start doing it because of that? I mean, who knows what underlying things happened afterwards? You know, and the fact, the bottom line to me is the fact that Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame, <clears throat> and it's a large part due to the fact that he brought popularity back to baseball after that strike. Well, the people who had a hand in that were Sosa and Maguire. You know, and the fact that Selig turned a blind eye and didn't push for steroid testing. He allowed, he allowed himself to be run over by the Players Association who didn't want testing. Then all of a sudden, the Mitchell report comes out. Selig comes off like a Hall of Famer, and all of a sudden, Sosa and Maguire are, like, kicked to the curb. Yeah. Talk about throwing your employees under the bus. You know, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. That's why if I had a ballot, I would, I would, have, I would give Sosa my ballot, my vote, even though I don't think he's going to make it because he only had 30% last year. But – I would I would throw Sosa a vote because I believe because of what he meant to the game at that point in time, I think he deserves just from that. Let alone his career statistics. I mean, oh. he does have six hundred home runs. You know, don't don't spoil it. I I'm a little bit behind. I'm you. gonna lose my shit right now. Okay. <laughs> Tony Ortiz, one new member. Yep. Just Ortiz. It's, it's gotta be. I'm st- I'm still delayed, but it's got that means it's got to only just be big poppy. Yeah, got to be. They didn't get it. They in. really just did that. Bonds oh my god! I swear to God, dude. Like what? Like I said before, you vote for him on his first ballot, but you don't put Bonds and Clemens in. Like, what are you ta- What are you doing here? Wow. Ugh. I don't even know what to say. I can't. I. Alex has got that solo cam ready, man. Oh, God. Oh, wow. So 70, David Ortiz joins the hall. 77.9%. Wow, he just made it. You could, I need to see the whole, like, what the other percentages were. Yeah, I wonder what that was. Very interesting. 779 I'm going to blow a gasket. <laughs> Alex has got that solo cam Der- Derpy gaming What'd I tell you <laughs> He was right I mean yeah he was So Bonds and Clemens do not get in No Well they had the shilling They had the Sosa For the 2022 yep. class Now yeah, they'll have to wait the twins, the twins let go of the Hall of Famer Yep. Said no. Ah, so did the Mariners. They're the ones that drafted him. So did the Mariners. <laughs> or signed him. <laughs> I traded him for David Holland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> it wasn't just the Twins. The Mariners also messed up. Right. But, but, but Carson, we had Doug Mankiewicz. I know. You know right? <laughs> wow. They didn't even come. They didn't come close. They had Bonds sixty six percent and Clemens sixty five point two percent. Yeah, because all those old ballots. Wow. 
I told you all the all the ballots that aren't public, a lot of them are older writers, and they're not voting for the steroid guys. The guys who, in their mind, clearly did steroids. Let's put it that way. But, yeah. and I think a lot of them didn't vote because Ortiz was trending at like eighty three, eighty four percent, and he only got seventy seven. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of a lot of those same voters that dropped Clemens and Bonds down didn't vote for Ortiz either. Oh yeah. Right. And I'm fine with that if you're being consistent. I'm fine with it if you're being consistent. I'm yeah. not gonna argue I'm not gonna argue the steroid thing because some people, like I said, they draw the line at whether you tested positive, whether you were on the Mitchell report, whether this, this, this Fine. Wherever you drew the one, just be consistent on it. Don't vote for one guy who tested positive. Like, don't vote for A-Rod and not vote for Manny Ramirez. They both got caught twice. Yeah. And how can you vote for one and not the other? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. So that's all That's all I have a look at with the ballots. Yeah. You know? Some, yeah. of, some of the other guys that we had talked about. Uh, let's see. Roland finished with 63.2. Burley finished with 5.8. Burley stayed on. Oh, he wow. stayed on. Wow. Nice. Tory Hunter finished with 5.3. Oh, he stayed on too? Nice. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. I'm so glad. The people who do not stay on, Joe Nathan with 4.3%. Tim Hudson uh, with 3%. Tim mm. Lincecum with 2.3. Ryan Howard yeah. with 2%. Teixeira with one5 Morneau, oh, got... Justin Morneau with 1.3, Jonathan Papelbaum with 1.3, Prince Fielder with half the per, half a percent, AJ Persinski with half a percent, and Carl Crawford well, and Jake Peavy did not receive any votes. Yeah, well, those don't surprise me. Although I would have loved to see Tashera stay on. I'm happy Hunter stayed on. Yeah, so Tori, I really am. Tori and Burley were able to stay on. I'm, I'm glad they did. I'm honestly glad they did. Burley has just honestly, I looked the numbers. Burley's got just as much of an argument as Pettit, to be honest with you. Pettit's obviously the more famous in, in, in that sense because he was a Yankee. He won more games. I get it. But if you look at their career numbers, they're not really that much different. And Burley was a big part of that one World Series that the White Sox won. He's got a perfect game and a no hitter, 200 innings, 13 years in a row. I think Burley's got just as much of an argument as Pettit. <laughs> and Pettit's got the steroid thing. And Pettit's got the steroid thing. Although he came clean and admitted it, he still did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I'm surprised yeah. Hudson fell off, though, and the other two stayed on. That's, Alex, that's a little you, weird. Are you to ready me, to but... hit the, the solo cam moment? Because it feels like you're ready for yeah, your solo I... cam moment. I think I don't know. I'm trying to think of what to say, even because I have no words. Honestly, Fair enough. Well, in the in the meantime, it looks like there's some other questions and stuff in in the chat that we can also answer. I want to start with the one from from Dark Sage. Do you think they elect Bros to the Hall of Fame after he dies? I always hear stories that they don't want him in there as long as he is alive, but I always hear that once he dies, they will elect him posthumously. Interesting. That actually wouldn't surprise me. And I thought the same thing. I've thought the same thing. Take take the fact that he's been so so vocal 
and so involved with baseball, so to speak, you know, even going on MLB Network and stuff like that, I think the fact that you take that away from him, he won't be able to enjoy that moment of actually getting inducted. I think that is their punishment. And I wouldn't disagree with that. I think they may actually, the Veterans Committee may put him in after he dies. Yeah, I, I can see it. Wouldn't that. surprise me. Yeah. Well, even, I, even our own, our PTST Red Sox fan, Jack Gaffney, doesn't like, I mean, he wants to burn the building to the ground too, even though his own player got in. He does. He hates it too. So <laughs> that's that shows you right there that putting in, putting Barry Bond. I mean, not putting David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame on us. Like I said before, his first freaking ballot when you didn't put Bonds and Clemens in, like they were the basically the same. Like Bonds was is probably the greatest hitter of all time, and. <laughs> Ortiz, I get it. He's probably the greatest DH of all time, but there's also an argument for Edgar Martinez to be that in that conversation. And he waited till his 10th year on the ballot to get in. And Ortiz gets in when he was named in a report for steroids, and you put don't put any of these other guys in. Like, I, I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. How do you have your head so far up your ass that you don't that you do this? I, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what else to say, but that's just ridiculous. And you don't even. Like, I don't know. A Rod's A Rod's probably not going to get in any of there, which pisses me off too. I I guess it's kind of, that part is kind of a homer, but it's still valid. Well, I wonder <laughs> if A Rod and Manny are going to get in because yeah. of their testing positive. Actually, after testing started, I mean, A Rod suspended for a year. You know, I mean, I mean, I'd be interested to see who the guys who didn't vote for Bonds and Clemens, because there were fewer than them, because they did get most of the votes, just not seventy-five percent. But the guys who didn't vote for Bonds and Clemens, I wonder if any of them voted for Arod or Manny. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, because being hip, being hypocritical like that. You know, it doesn't surprise me at all what any of these writers, so. You're playing the moral police? (laughs) (laughs) So in case anybody is just joining us, uh, David Ortiz has been named the sole member of the 2022 uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame class, which means that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, as Kurt well as Kurt Schilling and Sammy Sosa fall short in their final year of eligibility, so they are out. Oh man, yeah, I can't understand. Time to dig up. Time to dig up some uh, dirt on these writers. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, you know, apparently, what it is is. Ortiz was the nicest guy in the world, and and that makes you like that makes steroids not matter. But I mean, well, he, yeah, he's also the guy who got shot because of something with like a drug dealer. Like, he got involved with drug dealing or some shit. Like, oh, a Dominican, yeah, had a whole Dominican. Let me tell you something. I I 
I can tell you one thing though. I actually met David Ortiz, and he is the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> I tell you that well, right he's... now because I actually met him. But yeah, from everything from everything I've heard and read about David Ortiz, he's like one of the nicest nicest guys you could ever meet. Yeah, I, I, and and it's like I said, this stuff goes a long way. I mean, look at you know. You look at some of these guys on the ballot, just like as we go along. I mean, I was always a big proponent of Jeff Kent, but the guy was viewed as a douchebag. Guy can't get fit past fifty percent of the vote. You know, and I don't understand it. But then, then again, you know, then you look at nice guys like Bobby Abreu, who I'm a big proponent of. This is going to be my push, aside from Roland, is Bobby Abreu. The guy was a finalist for the Roberto Clemente Award. You know, and this was one of my arguments. This was one of my arguments, and I talked about it with you, Alex, is that, mm -hmm. you know, the character clause, they can use it to say, well, Bonds is a douchebag. Kent is a douchebag. Clemens is a douchebag. Like, all these guys are assholes to the media, blah, blah, blah. How about you use it the other way around? Abreu was such a great guy, like, during, from what I've read about him, like, his playing days, he used to, every Friday night when he was in Philadelphia, he used to send tickets to, like, kids who wanted to come, like, underprivileged kids and stuff that wanted to see the game, like, every Friday night in Philly. He was, like I said, a finalist for the Roberto Clemente Award and stuff like that. How about you use that as, like, a positive thing? But no writer ever does that. Or well, no writer ever at least comes out and says that. You know, they'll say, all right, we didn't vote for Bonds. I didn't vote for Clemens. I didn't vote for this person, this person, this person because of the character clause. But how about you come out and say, well, this guy's a borderline. Stats-wise, he's a borderline case. But you know what? I put a vote for, in for him because he was a good dude. Do we ever hear that? No. Why not? How come the character clause is only a sword one way? Right. And that's what pisses me off about these writers. Like, have some balls, man. Yeah. You know? But it if, annoys if, the hell out of me. If there's one thing I'll say, though, well-deserved for David Ortiz. You know, well-deserved. So happy for him. Like, very well-deserved. Oh, yeah, I agree. Stud. It is deserved, but it's still – it's going to piss me off for the rest of my life that they voted him in on his first year – yeah, and that's that I think is the frustrating thing too, is that I almost feel like like this huge accomplishment for a well deserving player is almost gonna be overshadowed by the fact that, you know, Bonds and Clemens didn't get it. Yeah. Or especially Bonds. Because like yes. we had talked about earlier, Clemens Clemens has basically gone on record and said, Don't vote for me. Well yeah, like Ortiz well, that was more Ortiz. shilling. Oh, yeah, shilling. Ortiz and Clemens, I mean, Ortiz and Bonds are basically the same, almost kind of a similar hitters, but Bonds is the better one, so I don't understand. Oh, yeah, that was shilling, yep, yeah. Right. I need to breathe. Oh, and Pedro Martinez isn't even there. Really? Yeah, yeah Pedro's, Pedro Pedro's sitting right over, uh, right over David's right shoulder. 
Oh yeah, I figured that. I mean, they were teammates for so long. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, though. It's only seventy-seven. Well, seventy-seven point nine percent of the vote. Yeah, just made it, but it's it's still a first ballot. I mean, you know, even if he just missed this year, he would have gotten it eventually. Missed just missed this year, he would have gotten in probably next year, no doubt. Because like we talked about, the only oh, guy yeah. is really gonna probably make some noise is Carlos Beltran, and that opened the door for so many of these other guys, like Scott. Well, that's the thing too. I know next year I was looking it up. The next couple of years are gonna be rough. Next year is easy because Beltran's basically the only one that comes on the ballot that has a legit shot at the at getting inducted everyone else is it's, it's gonna just nobody <laughs> to be honest with you i was looking at everybody the only other guy that even has a chance is frankie rodriguez to relief pitcher because he set the all-time record Ooh. single season record for saves and stuff but honestly if papabon and nathan fell off the ballot for he's not getting close so yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't think he's got a shot, and he's probably yeah. the next guy next year. There's no one else. But the following couple of years, you got a few guys that are pretty interesting: Beltre, Chase Utley, Dustin Pedroia, Ian Kinsler, Joe Mauer, just to name a few. Over the next oh. two years, after that, so. Yeah. I, I I know I'm forgetting a couple more that are actually going to be probably borderline candidates. I mean, Pedroia, what he meant to the city of Boston too, and, you know, he got hurt and ended his career early. Yeah. Mauer looked, like looked like he was going to be one of the greatest catchers ever, and he moved to first base because of his knees and his back, and, you know, but he was still a solid player for his whole career. You know, Utley, Utley was really good. He fell off, but his war is, he's at like a 68 war. Like, he's, that's something to be not looked at. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, Kinsler's even interesting if you look at his career. You know, like, there's a lot of guys there over the next two years after next year that'll have an argument. Yeah, Absolutely. So no no Barry Bonds. Uh, you how do you have I'm a Hall real. of Fame? How do you have a Hall of Fame without Barry Bonds? The all-time from, hit leader and the all-time home run king. Not in the Hall of Fame. From from what I've been from what I've been reading just kind of around around Twitter, people are people are not uh, people are definitely questioning it. Even, oh, so even John Heyman is questioning they didn't get any intent drives. Roger Clemens just tweeted. He said, hey, y'all, I figured I'd give you all a statement since it's that time of the year again. My family and I put the Hall of Fame in the rearview mirror 10 years ago. Um, I, play, I didn't play baseball to get into the Hall of Fame. I played to make a generational difference in the lives of my family. 
then focus on winning championships while giving back to my community and the fans as well. It was my passion. I gave it all, all I had the right way for my family and for the fans who supported me. I am grateful for this, for that support. I would like to thank those who took the time to look at the facts and vote for me. Hopefully everyone can now close this book and keep their eyes forward, focusing on what is really important in life. All love. Well, good for him for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a great the, statement. The thing though that, yeah, it is. The thing that breaks my heart, the thing that breaks my heart about that is him saying I'd given up on the hall of fame a while ago. That yeah, just, when he oh. came on the yeah, that's that's horrible for for him to have to for him to kind of know that he might not get on. That's just horrible. Yeah. Well, he's moved on. So, I mean, he knew that he. I guess he kind of saw the writing on the wall. I mean, someone as competitive as Clemens, you got to think that he was kind of like looking at it the last two years and being like, all right, the last two years, you know, maybe, you know, because they they getting close, like him and Bonds were close. But if he resigned himself to that 10 years ago and saying, like, it is what it is, then, you know, it is what it is for him. You know, some some guys is all just about the game, about the competitiveness and about playing it. It's not about the accolades that come afterwards or whatever. Or the recognition, or whatever. Like, you know what it is? If these guys are not in the Hall of Fame, Bonds and Clemens, if they never get in the Hall of Fame, even for the Veterans Committee or whatever, the legacy's still there. Yeah. You're going to tell your kids, who's the best player you ever saw play? Yeah. Barry Bonds. Well, heck, who's the best Barry pitcher Bonds you ever is, see pitch? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, Clemens, I mean. Barry Bonds' they're... name is still in the record books. It's still, it's still there? Yeah. It's still there? Well, like you said. All-time hit leader, home run king, is not a Hall of Famer. Insane. No, I mean, it, it's he's a Hall of Famer in everybody's minds except for the BBWA, AA. Like, we could literally just say yeah. he, is, he is a Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter if he's in there or not. He is. He is so I don't yeah. really care. Joey, a lot of Reds fans don't like Pete Rose. Ortiz not testing positive means nothing to me. Great guy, deserves the Hall but it's not looked at equally depending on who you are. Others on the ballot didn't technically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, basically, basically, basically summed it up, Joey. Because, like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally, Bonds and Clemens never actually tested positive either, so. Or so, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, everybody, make sure, you know, Again, this isn't just a Hall of Fame discussion. I'm sure we'll be willing to discuss anything baseball or heck, we've yeah. already discussed some football in here, so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead I'm, and leave us leave us some topics in, in the I, uh, in the chat. I might need to just go to a different sport to call to calm down a bit. Let's talk hockey. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> I mean sure, I'm down because the Rangers are doing really good right now, so hey. We got the the NHL department here at PTST. We're we're starting to get our uh, all time teams together, so those will be coming out pretty soon. Oh, nice! Yeah, looking forward to that. Working on the working on the Wild all time team, and uh, there's a lot of players on it that are still currently playing for the Wild. 
<laughs> well, well, yeah, because they just became a team how long ago? <laughs> 2000. So 20, mo- 22 years. Uh, yeah, 22 years. Uh-huh. Well, didn't they move, though? Like, weren't they a franchise we, before that? Yeah, so the initially the hockey franchise here was the Minnesota North Stars. And then right. no they moved to Dallas. Absolute scumbag moved them to Dallas to become the Dallas Stars. Right, right. Yeah. I case- used to – I was in Dallas. Hockey big time in like the late eighties, early nineties, two thousands, and then I I just haven't watched it in a, quite a long time. I was a big Red Wings fan back in the day with Eisman and you know those guys, Lariano off the red line, Fedorov and all those guys. Yeah, that's one. That's one all time team. I'm really excited to see because there's on the Red Wings. There's been such a wealth of players. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're like the, they're almost like the Yankees of. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> as far yeah. as their all time. Yeah. I mean, Iserman, Frank Mahovlich, Lindstrom, Gordy Howe, Gordy <laughs> Howe, Dominic Hasek, Chris Osgood, Henrik yeah. Zetterberg, Pavel Datsuk. Yeah, they had a crazy. They had a crazy team back then. Nick Lindstrom. One of the best defensemen ever. One of the best of all time. I will fight any man who says differently. Oh, yeah. He was great. One of the best defensemen of all time. Yeah, I just remember hockey from back then. Like back, you know, a friend of mine got me into hockey. And, of course, I like strange teams because I'm a Minnesota Twins fan, a New Orleans Saints fan, and a Boston Celtics fan. So it's, like, weird. So when I was getting into hockey, I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to pick some random team. <laughs> and I had no clue about hockey. This was in like the 80s. So I picked the Red Wings. I was like, oh, they have a nice history. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the original six and stuff. So I was like, all right, let me go, you know. Yeah. So that's when I started rooting well, for I them. Could, I could talk about hockey for – I didn't even start watching hockey – I didn't start walking, watching hockey till like three years ago, and I just picked up the Rangers just because they were like more they weren't that good at that time. So I was like, oh, I'll pick up somebody that's kind of up on the up and coming. And yeah. then Rangers and the uh, Rangers and Wild, I think, in a couple days. Oh yeah, they Thursday. play. That'll be a, that'll be a fun game. I think. I think it'll be a big game for both teams as far as seeing where both teams are at right now. Yeah, that game the other night, the Rangers that. That shootout, that was, that was nerve wracking. I I love, I love Alexis Alexi Lafreniere going to the Kings bench and putting up the one. Oh, I know. in the shootout, that was beautiful. That was, that was awesome. And it was right after Byfield had scored, who was the second, the second overall pick in that draft. It was just pure bliss. Yeah. I mean, Shep. I, I was more focused on the Wild, absolutely whooping the Canadians. Yeah, they, Rangers, beat him, they beat him eight to two. Rangers and Wild play on Friday. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun game. Yeah. Talk about Joe Ryan's deceptively nasty heater. Huh. <laughs> Joe Ryan, you say? Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. Love Joe Ryan. I really like Joe Ryan. I think he's going to be hopefully a good pitcher for us in the not so distant future. He came up through the Tampa Bay system. I mean, yeah, he's got to be yep. good. Yeah. You know, 
because we got him in another the, guy we got grade, right yeah we got him and um who else was it we got another starter uh we got another starting pitcher out of that deal too i'm taking a look right now nelson cruz traded for uh a juice strotman oh yeah yeah Two Stratman. Triple A last year. Meh. Alex, you are going Control. after Control issues. WAA. Yeah, I literally just I can't do, I'm gonna block I'm just gonna block them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean everybody agrees though. Everybody's going out after them on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, all the uh, all the PTST uh, baseball people I follow are uh, are questioning it. Anderson's questioning it. Jordan oh, he... is ecstatic that David Ortiz got in, but he even said that he even said David Ortiz on the first ballot is deserved. He's a Hall of Famer. He was also not the best player on on the ballot. Both things can be true, and both things are true. That's true. Joey's Joey's pretty realistic with his takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally. <laughs> Once it comes to the Bears. I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the Bears. Uh, the the bears. bears. The Bears. Speaking <laughs> of the Bears, darn you, Joey, for taking Ryan Poles out of the GM chances uh-huh. for the Vikings. God damn Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted him to be the GM so bad. But... Oh, yeah, the... Oh, my goodness. Speaking of divisions that could be bad, the NFC North next year could be an absolute train wreck. Oh, oh the, yeah. NFC, the NFC South is going to be just as bad. If Dude, Brady retires? South is going to be like, oh, my goodness. Brady retires? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's go Panthers. Dude. Let's go Kyle Trask. <laughs> Dude, that's it. I forgot they drafted Kyle Trask. Wait, you're going to have Kyle Trask and Ian Book starting for two teams. (laughs) And then you have the Falcons and Panthers, who neither neither one of those franchises is going to get out of the wrong way. So, you know. You guys did sign Taysom Hill to that four-year $100 million deal. Oh, stop. Peyton's gone. (laughs) Taysom Hill's not seeing the field. No. Taysom, Taysom Hill, as soon as he heard the news about Sean Payton, he he put on sounds of silence and just started rocking. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh he's done. No, no, he's look. Taysom Hill's a good player. Look, he's good for what he does. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is a gadget player. He's great. If look, you know, second and four at the goal line, second and two. Yeah, put Taysom Hill in with Kamara and Ingram. And let, let's run the option. Let's do that shit. Yeah, fine. But honestly, Taysom Hill is just not – he's not an NFL quarterback. But you know what? Look, Sean Payton did a lot of stuff right last year. They were down to the last game of the season. And if the Rams wouldn't have blown that game against the Niners, the Saints would have been in the playoffs. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that's what, that's what losing Winston – in the first quarter of game seven, they were four and two going into that game against Tampa Bay, their first matchup with the Bucks. 
Winston started the game, got hurt. Semyon came in. And they won that game. They wound up going four and six the rest of the year, finished nine and eight. And if you look at Peyton's career, without Drew Brees in his career, because he's been hurt the past few years for games, Sean Payton was 17 and 12 with the Saints. Without Brees. So to go in and be able to plug in guys and stuff like that, I mean, the Saints aren't going to be bad this year. They're not going to be good. I mean, and we'll see what they do. But if they can keep that defense together, they have an excellent offensive line. Let's see what Ian Book can do. I'm not saying he's going to be Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's going to be any of these guys. But let's see what he can do. You never know. Good team around them, they'll still win six, seven games. Because if Brady retires, that division's garbage. Mm-hmm. They'll win four games in that division easy. Just in the division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, this- you know, we'll see what happens. I, like I said before, I think you give Dennis Allen, promote him to head coach for a year, put Ian Book in at quarterback, and do what you got to do with the cap. If you got to cut people, trade people, build up draft capital for the next couple of years, let's see what you got. And that's it. And then take it the following year. See back what you to, have. Back to the baseball thing a second. Um, like Just like my thoughts earlier, Jeremy Frank tweeted – He's MLB random stats on Twitter. He said, the annoying thing is that there's a large group who won't vote for steroid guys, but then also won't vote for guys like Helton, Roland, etc. because their, star- their stats weren't good enough. If you're saying the Roy guys had an advantage, acknowledge the others who were at a disadvantage. Exactly. Like, these guys played through the, huh? through the steroid era without using steroids and still performed. Like, so I don't know. That's, they need to be in, too. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the character clause, like I said before. It's a double-edged sword. And Jeremy Frank is, like you said, he's on point with that. So you take these guys, but they bang Helton for playing in Coors Field. They'll bang Rowan for not being healthy his whole career. They'll bang, like, it seems like some of these writers find ways to make excuses. Instead of looking at just the overall stats and the facts of fame and steroids and whatever, instead of looking at it and being like, okay, I'll vote for this guy, this guy, this guy, because of this, this, and this, they kind of vote for the guys they want to and then use certain things to justify their vote rather than the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Mm Like, you should look at the stats and all the surrounding things, like the off-field the off stuff, or whatever you're going to judge stuff by. Use that as your judge, and then say, okay, I'll vote for this guy because of this, this, this. But not the other way around. Mm-hmm. These guys haven't made up in their minds that I'm not voting for Bonds, I'm not voting for Clemens. Well, did you look at anything else? Yeah. I'm not voting for Helton because he played in Coors Field. Did yeah, you look they- at the... Did you look at the fact that he was an above-average player away from course field? And did you look at the course field effect on guys yep. that go on the road? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's – they make like, excuses. It's almost like these guys don't even do their research. 
Like they don't. Yeah. Even know. No, they don't. They don't. I would it's say crazy too, thirty to forty percent don't do anything. Yeah. It's crazy. They're showing on the MLB Network coverage. I mean, Bonds only gained five percent of votes from last year. Clemens, I think, only gained. I think it was like maybe three or four percent from last year. So people, even still, even with a small increase, they were not voting for him at all. And I mean, like we talked about, they didn't even come close. Bonds was at 66. Clemens was at 65. They weren't even close. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think I'm going to get off here because I got to go eat something. So I don't know if you want to stay on for a little while or what. Or No, I'm good. Uh, I got to head to bed soon. Be at work at four. Oh, yeah, know. that's right. Well, thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun to go on off rants. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, congrats, Big Poppy and um, BBWAA. You got some uh, serious you, looking in the mirror, I think, to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for, I'm forever going to hold a grudge against them. Like. <laughs> well, until they get it right. But we'll see. Now, like, it's going to be interesting next year with all these guys off the ballot. Ortiz is off the ballot, obviously. And the other four guys are off the ballot because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the end. So it'll be interesting to for guys who are coming toward the end of the ballot, like Kent, Sheffield, and guys like that. I want to see if they how many votes they gain. I mean, because the guys that voted for Bonds and Clemens and even Schilling and Sosa this year, with them not on the ballot, you would think, obviously, they have no problem with steroids if they voted for them. So you would think they would vote for guys like Sheffield, who was the, the Balco thing, you know, and guys like that. Like, you know, so it'd be interesting to say next year is going to be really interesting because like like we said Beltran's the only legit candidate on a ballot and it'll be interesting how many votes like Jones Abreu, Kent Sheffield, Roland, Wagner like guys like that who have kind of been sitting in the 50 40, 50, 60 range up until now it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see where they, where they fall next year yep I also want to bring up, they, they talked about it a little bit on the MLB Network coverage, Kurt Schilling's tweet. Every year the conversation revolves around who didn't get in, like all-star voting, who got cheated. I say it every year, and especially this year, focus on who did get in. David Ortiz deserved a first ballot induction. Congratulations, my friend. You earned it. Good fam. Wow, that's good. Good. Concentrate on a positive. Yeah. Yeah, Ortiz I mean, deserves he's, to he's be a Hall of Famer. Ortiz deserves to be in. Absolutely. Yes, first ballot. I, I, I get the I get the you know the disappointment in Ortiz getting in and Bonds and Clemens not getting in on the last ballot, but Ortiz deserves to be in. If he got on his first ballot, we'll go for him. You know. And I applaud Shilling for saying that. Concentrate on the positive. Concentrate on the guy that did get in. He deserves it. Poppy deserves it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like I said earlier, that's what I'm worried about is that, you know, this is going to be the fact that Big Poppy got in is going to be overshadowed by the fact that Bonds and Clemens didn't get in, which it shouldn't yeah. be because Big Poppy is very deserving. Yeah, well, it'll still be it'll be good induction too, though. I mean, because you got you know you got Cotton Oliva, and uh, unfortunately, yeah. Gil Hodges is no longer around. But you know, it was one other player that got in. I forget who it was. Uh, I just saw it before. Uh, I don't it remember. Was... It was a fourth player. That oh, Buck, Buck O'Neill. Oh yeah. 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 Unfortunately, Dick Allen didn't get in. Uh, yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I wish he got in. <laughs> Should have gone in last year before he died. But, you know, this is what they do. Yeah. So Veterans Committee it's, isn't perfect either. So vet, Yeah, veterans, they're going to – I wonder if they're going to vote for Bonds. I don't know. I'll be interesting to say. Certainly would Depends be. on who they have on the panel. There's only 16 of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder because, like I said, it depends on who's on the panel. You look at some of the guys that got in the Veterans Committee and, you know, I mean, Harold Baines got in, uh, you know. I'm not, yeah. taking, not taking anything away from Baines. He was a good player and all, but, you know, Tony LaRusso was on that, <laughs> on that panel who coached him. When he was a first first year manager back in the eighties with the White Sox, so you know, yeah, I believe uh, Minnie Minoso. Buddy, that's the buddy buddy club. Minnie Minoso, that's the other okay. one. Yep. Yeah, right. They're yeah. definitely deserving. Minoso, definitely. Minoso's definitely deserving. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That was the other player. Thank you. I couldn't remember the fourth guy. Without a doubt, deserving Minoso. Yep, he was actually on the all-time White Sox team. <laughs> that I did. Mm, yeah. He was in a. All right, well, gentlemen. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody, and follow us as you see on the screen at Talk Prime Time and PTST News. Uh, the second one is where we get all, have our articles tweeted out, so check that out, and we'll try to do some more live streams as we get closer to having a hopeful baseball season, so hopefully. Yeah. Uh, if you want more rants like you saw tonight, you definitely want to check, keep checking those out. So. Uh, yeah, that's that'll do it for us. And yeah, we'll see you some other time. And of course, congratulations to Big Poppy, but of course. I'm still, still going to hold a grudge against them not putting bombs and thumbs in. Darn BBWAA. <laughs> but yeah, see you later. See you, everybody. Thanks. You can run the mile. You can walk straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero. You can get the gold. Breaking all the records they thought never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people. Do it for your pride. And you're never going to know if you never even try. For your country, do it for your name. Cause there's gonna be a day when you're standing in the hall of fame. Yeah. And the world's gonna know your name. Yeah.
beat champions, beat truth seekers, beat students, beat teachers, beat politicians, beat preachers, preachers, beat believers, beat leaders, beat astronauts, beat champions. Stay